It's time for Food Revolution Fridays. Woohoo! So, are you super confused by all the contradictory health information that's out there? Is that confusion leading to frustration, even powerlessness in making the right health choices specifically for you? Well, then, this segment is for you. I am doing this segment called Food Revolution Fridays, where I break down the industrial food industry, their major contribution to climate change, how the soda, sugar, and industrial farming industries are fielding studies to make us more confused and actually can be making us more sick, how there are some supplements that are ineffective or can even be dangerous to you. So I felt it was my moral obligation to help people decipher through all of this stuff because it's meant to confuse you. And the more that you're confused, the less empowered you feel, which can lead you to unknowingly make some health choices that can be doing you, the climate, and the world more harm. But there is good news because there are a lot of great companies, products, studies, food choices out there that are doing good for the people and the environment. You just got to dig deeper. And that's my mission with this segment is to do that for you so you can feel empowered to make the right health choice for you. Welcome to Food Revolution Fridays. Join me in my journey to help revolutionize food, nutrition, and health. In this episode, I am going to be discussing milk. Does it really do a body good? Enjoy the episode. You have two choices. You can either struggle in health or thrive in health. Welcome to the podcast, Vitamin Rx, the alternative prescription, where I'm providing bite-sized, holistic solutions to upgrade all areas for your health so you can thrive in life. Join me on my journey to help revolutionize nutrition and health. My name is Dr. Chill, and I am serving you vitamins for your life. Hey, everybody. Dr. Chill here. Hope everybody is having a great Friday. Welcome to Food Revolution Fridays. In this episode, I am going to be discussing milk and the effects of milk and Should you be consuming milk or are there milk products that you can consume? So here we go. All the dietary guidelines has milk in it as being healthy for you. But is that really true? The answer is no. I don't know why they still have milk as a part of the dietary guidelines. And in fact, it recommends having three cups of milk daily. There is mounting, mounting evidence showing that milk has no benefits. There's no evidence that it is good for you at all. So we all learned that milk was good for your bones and has vitamin D and it can help you lose weight. Well, none of those things are true except for a little bit of the vitamin D. But the problem is with the vitamin D, what happens is when they make milk into skim milk, they take all the fat out, and that's where the vitamin D is. And they're putting in more D3. So why does the milk have fortified by vitamin D3 or vitamin D2? It doesn't even have D3 in it. It's because they're taking out the D3 and they're putting in D2 into it. 
And in regards to bone health, well, there is more evidence that is coming out that's showing that it does nothing for bone health. It does nothing to strengthen your bones. In fact, there is more studies that are coming out that people who consume more milk actually have a higher risk of osteoporosis. And two major Harvard scientists are even calling out the government and the USDA and asking why they're still recommending milk in the school programs. Did you know that schools, public schools, can't get federal funding for their lunch programs unless they have milk in there? Why is this? Well, the money behind it. We talk a lot about this in Food Revolution Fridays. Follow the money. Well, the USDA and the dairy industry, they have a strong lobbying game and they have powerful marketing tactics. And they are ensuring that milk is a part of the school program. Again, according to many, 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 many studies that are coming out, milk does not do a body good. In fact, it can do the opposite. And that's why these Harvard professors and Harvard scientists, two of them, two major Harvard scientists, wrote an article in JAMA calling out the government because milk has no benefits. And they're asking why it's still a part of the dietary guidelines and why it is required in school programs. And one of the reasons why that they're asking this is there is major evidence coming out and major studies coming out that milk, not only is it not good for you, but it is containing 60 different hormones 60 different hormones in a glass of milk. And these hormones are made to make cells grow, including cancer cells, which is why adult humans should not be consuming milk, even if it's organic. One of the major hormones that is responsible for increased cancer risk is IGF-1, or insulin growth factor 1. It is responsible for, or it has links with kidney disease, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. So that is one of the reasons why these Harvard professors and scientists are asking why milk is still a part of the dietary guidelines and why it's still a part of these school programs. The biggest reason being these 60 different hormones. And we just talked about one of those hormones, which is IGF-1. There are 59 other hormones that are in there that they're still studying, but it's that IGF-1 that has the most evidence behind it that is related to that. Another thing with milk is what is the big issue with the fat in it? I did a podcast um, previous on dispelling the myth of saturated fat. Over 72 rigorous, rigorous, rigorous studies shows that there is no link between saturated fat and heart disease, despite all of the awesome marketing that is out there. Don't believe the hype. Stay away from that marketing. It is not fat. In fact, 
more mounting evidence is showing that there is more links between carbs and sugar and obesity, not fat. So why this craze over low-fat milk? Well, because half century ago, there was this war against saturated fat, and this is what increased low-fat milk. And low-fat milk is probably one of the worst things that you can have. Here's the reason why. They take all of the good parts out and then add in all of the bad stuff. When they take the fat out, do you know what they put in place of it to make it taste good? Sugar. <laughs> so not only is the growth factors in that low-fat milk, but now they're adding it sugar into it and compounding that. And do you know what is the most drank liquid in schools? It's chocolate milk. It's chocolate low-fat milk. So they're having those hormones in that milk and the sugar in that milk. It is a combination for type 2 diabetes and heart issues and obesity. Another thing that I get a lot from my patients is they ask me about yogurt. And the biggest thing with yogurt is I tell them some yogurt can be good for you, but most of it is bad. I ask them what yogurt they're having and they're like, yo, play. Um, I don't know how it, why I said it like that. Yo, play. Because <laughs> it's not really playful. Yo, play is bad. It is not playful. It is horrible. Yo, play yogurt. There's nothing good about that. Here's the reason why. One ounce of Yo Play yogurt has the same amount of sugar as a Coca-Cola. So it's pretty much dessert. If you're going to have Yo Play, don't think it's good. Think of it as dessert. And that's fine. If, you, if you're thinking of it as dessert and you're not thinking it as a healthy thing and you're eating it every day, then there, there it lies the issue, right? Because this is, this is why marketing is so strong and is so effective because people are thinking that that yo play yogurt having it every day is helping their immune system and it's helping their microbiome because of the little amount of probiotics that it might have in there um, and that's what they they hold on to but it is that sugar that is destroying your microbiome and as i was saying it contains the same amount of sugar as a Coca-Cola can. This is not cool. And it is not playful. And it is not Yo Play. So we're going to do a no play on Yo Play. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Another thing about milk. I'm going to talk about one more thing about milk and why it's bad for you. 70% of adults cannot process milk. Here is the reason why lactose. Did you know that after the age of two, we plummet in the enzyme lactase, which is the enzyme that is responsible for breaking down lactose. That's why 70% of adults cannot have milk. We cannot break it down. And this is causing systemic inflammation all around. So that recommended three cups of daily milk is really not appropriate for the majority of adults out there. So is all milk products bad for you? No. 
actually, <laughs> butter can be really good for you. And I am not speaking about factory farmed butter. I am talking about grass fed butter. So butter can be actually pretty good for you because it has protective qualities such as antioxidants and a um, acid or a fatty acid, which is CLA, which is responsible for increasing your metabolism, anti-aging properties, and decreasing heart disease. Also, going back to those 72 rigorous studies that I talked about not linking saturated fat with heart disease, those researchers also found that dairy fat, dairy fat had some good properties in it. One in particular was margaric acid. The margaric acid in dairy fat actually lowered cardiovascular risk. So why the heck did we take the fat out of milk? This was the only good part of the milk. <laughs> I am dumbfounded by that. And so let's go back to the products, the dairy products that you can eat. Butter. Make sure it's grass-fed and that, and it's even butter if it's pasture-raised, grass-fed, organic. And then that will have the protective qualities of the butter and the antioxidants and the CLA that I was talking about to increase your metabolism and anti-aging. And another thing with grass-fed, let's say you're going to have dairy, right? Then the best thing is going to be to have grass-fed dairy. And the reason for this is because grass-fed dairy has been shown to have more omega-3s versus the omega-6s. The omega-3s are going to be the anti-inflammatory properties, are going to have anti-inflammatory properties versus the omega-6s. When you have too much omega-6s, this is going to increase your inflammation. And grass-fed products will usually have a one-to-one -one ratio of omega-3s versus omega-6, which is optimal. Other things that you can have with dairy products is going to be clarified butter and ghee. And again, if you have these grass-fed, these can be good for you as well because they have the omega-3s, the antioxidants, the CLA, and clarified butter and ghee takes out the proteins, in particular the casein, where people have allergies to or sensitivities to. So if you're going to have dairy products have the grass-fed butter, the grass-fed clarified butter, and the grass-fed and organic ghee. Put these on your vegetables, cook with them, enjoy them. Now, let's talk about cheese. <laughs> I know a lot of people are going to ask about cheese. Is this okay? And the answer is, depends. <laughs> Cheese is okay in moderation if you have the right kind of cheese. In particular, goat cheese and sheep cheese are usually going to be grass-fed and pasture-raised, and these are actually okay for you. I would say they're going to be more neutral, so if you're going to have cheese, obviously a lot of us can't live without cheese. It's delicious. We all know this. So 
If you're going to have cheese, go for the goat cheese and the sheep cheese that is pasture-raised and grass-fed, Though, and make sure you're going to do this in moderation, unless you have an allergy or a food sensitivity to it. And then what you want to stay f- away from with cheese are is going to be your factory farm cheese. So these are going to be the processed cheeses such as your Swiss, American, and, tr- and cheddar that isn't grass-fed or organic and definitely stay away from craft american they can't even call it cheese because it is a cheese product that's what they have to call it even the government the government which is responsible for these dietary guidelines right these benign dietary guidelines that really is causing us more harm (laughs) in my perspective um is stating that Kraft American can't be called cheese. It could it could be only called a cheese product. Take a look at the package next time. So definitely stay away from those. But if you're gonna have cheese, go to go for the goat and sheep cheese. And then if you're gonna have cow's milk cheese, make sure it is grass fed. So hopefully this was enlightening for you guys. It was definitely enlightening for me when I dug into this research. Again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And then reach out to me on my Instagram or on my Facebook page if you have any questions or if you want me to dive into any topics. I will see you guys very soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today and listening to this episode. As an avid podcast listener, I'm aware that you could have listened to a plethora of other shows out there. Hopefully, what I shared with you today helped you on your journey in being the highest and best version of yourself in health and in life. If this did help you in some way, please share it with someone else who you think might need this as well. We are definitely stronger when we help one another. And I would love if you could subscribe and give me a five-star review. And as a thank you, I want to help you even further by giving you a bunch of free goodies. Who doesn't love free goodies? I know I do. So go to vitaminrx.me forward slash free. Again, that is vitaminrx.me forward slash free, where you will get free access to my health directory with a bunch of resources, guides, books, access to my supplements, my favorite supplements, and my protocols, and much, much more. So enjoy. My name is Dr. Chill with Vitamin Rx. Thanks again for tuning in. Here is to us, to becoming the best versions of ourselves. I'll see you next time. Much love.